Imagine a football platform where the world's best writers give you the real story about what's going on at United. Imagine no pop-up ads, no clickbait headlines and no ridiculous rumours to be let down by anymore. You don't have to imagine anymore. Meet The Athletic. No ads, no nonsense, just football. Visit theathletic.co.uk forward slash United We Stand to start your 30-day free trial and get 50% off your annual subscription. The Athletic, the new home of football. It's time! It's time to Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. It's an hour before Manchester United against Wolves at Old Trafford. Just walking up from the Metro to Old Trafford. Found myself surrounded by the Wolves fans. Big game this, aren't they all? Just seeing the team and Bruno Fernandes is in it, so something to look forward to. Various memorials, the anniversary communicate disaster before the game. There isn't a minute's silence before the match because they ever do that on five-year anniversaries. There's talk of protest with fans leaving after 68 minutes. Not sure how that'll go. I think decide for themselves. So here's some of Triori behind me. And I don't know what'll happen with uh, with the walkout, I think what focus on in the game will will be a factor. I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna travel back to or back to I'm gonna travel to Glasgow after the game with the Glasgow Reds. I've just come from uh, from Leicester, Leicester Chelsea, I was there this morning. Good game actually. First one arriving pretty late for Old Trafford. Um, get the Glasgow Reds on this podcast and also the United New Stand Sellers. It's having an issue and I've been a book the podcast after the game because it's really windy actually. I'm just worried that the sound is terrible. On the, on the bus, the Glasgow Reds bus going from Old Trafford back up to Scotland after Manchester United nil, Wolverhampton Wanderers nil. The debut of Bruno Fernandes, he did, he did all right. Games between United and Wolves are very tight. Just worked out that in the seven games since Wolves came up, none has been decided by more than a goal. Wolves are a decent team, obviously with the big Portuguese-speaking influence there as well. We're going to pass over to the lads who've been selling United. We stand outside the ground. Cheers for buying the new issue out today. Uh, the subscription copies will be posted out, will be in the shops and all, all that. So I'm with the, the Glasgow Reds. I've travelled with them once before in May 2006. I remember a, a good group of lads and really good music. The music's still quality. And everyone's having a good time and the, the bus is... It's completely full. Uh, I'm on this because I'm going to write a piece about Celtic. So that's why I'm going up to Glasgow. 
I was on it last time because I was seeing a girl in Glasgow. Definitely not seeing her, but I was seeing fucking Celtic. Anyway, so first of all, uh, cheers lads for, for joining us on the podcast. Um, Dave, you're the you're the main man for the supporters club. How long's it been going? Uh, I think well, I would say it's been going for about since 1990. And you started it? No, I didn't start. Uh, my dad's that lad's there, old man. He started. Tell, tell us how it started. Uh, my dad's always been a Man United fan growing up. He just decided to start the bus. That was about 30 years ago. Now Dave's got a, a Manchester accent. Where's your dad from? My dad's from Glasgow. Why? The, the, I think the obvious question people listening to this might want to know is when, when Glasgow is a brilliant football city with several massive, well, two massive football clubs and lots of smaller ones. Why Manchester one United when you? Better, My dad started supporting United because his favourite player was uh, George Best. Right. You should go and watch him back at Hampton play for Northern Ireland and. So I seen him play, I loved him play, starting in Daniel Travel to watch United and just sort of brought me up to United after that. What's your dad's name? My dad my dad's name's uh, he's Polly Armour. Yeah. And he started the branch. He started the branch in 1990. And you took over? I did, I took over uh, mid-90s. So what's your story? Because you've got a Manchester. Well, practice. my story is I came up here for work, obviously missed United and all that, and got in touch with the lad who were running the branch at the time and uh, Started coming down with me, with them, and then after a couple of years, they thought, Who's, "What mug is going to run this branch?" And it ended up being me. So you run buses <laughs> to all the home games. Yeah, we go down to every home game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even your Carabao Cups against Colchester's. Well, that was. Uh, well, you, well, it depends really. If you get enough bodies together, we will run the the league, the league Cup games. Maybe not. So for a, a three o'clock Saturday home game, of which there are, there are a few, what time uh, would you leave Glasgow? Uh, we set off about uh, eight o'clock-ish. And what's your normal day then? Where do you, where do you go for a drink? What happens? Uh, we get down there, we park up near Morgan's. That's where we go for the game. Uh, it varies, to be honest, but Morgan's is the, the, the main place. And how many members which, do you have are in the Glasgow Reds? Club. Yes. How many members do you have? In the Glasgow uh, probably about 150 altogether, I would say. Uh, which of about 50 season ticket holders don't go down to every game, obviously with the with the um, distance involved and all that. But you know, so regularly take about 40, 45 down to the games. What do Rangers and Celtic fans think of you? When do you ever come across them on when you're travelling to matches? Uh, well, to be fair, on the bus we do have a few lads who come down. Yeah. No, not. They're not United season ticket holders, but they've got tickets to come down. But Rangers, we've had Celtic fans. Yeah, so. They're my mates. <laughs> so, you, you, so people on here will be from all around Glasgow. Yes. Glasgow area. No, don't get me wrong. There's a few expats on as well. Yeah. But yeah, do. people who've moved up like yourself. Well, to be fair, the majority of the branches from Glasgow. Yeah. Yeah. And for whatever reason, they ended up supporting United. So you can see there's a full bus today, and it's and it's rocking. As we yeah, go, go we're, past. we're having a bit of a good. We usually have a party on the way home. Always rocking. <laughs> and we go past, going past Kendall. Hello to the Kendall Reds. Good group of Reds up there. What did you all make of the the game today? Maybe introduce yourselves. And I'm interested in your thoughts on United nil, Wolves nil. Uh, yeah, uh, Chris uh, from the Glasgow Reds. Uh, been on here for 11 years. Um, it's one of these. Uh, I think exasperation with uh, also a realisation that we are 
unfortunately, where we are. Um, the game itself, I, I, I would agree with what you said. I think that, that they're both two pretty evenly matched teams. I think Wolves are probably a better team than we are. I think we've got better players, but they're certainly a lot more organised, difficult to break down. Um, I think the lack of any proper presence up front is palpable. Uh, Martial was um, pretty hopeless today, to be honest with you. Um, and I think, uh, I think Bruno made a good start. Um, I'm, I'm encouraged by what I'm seeing, but realistically, we need some presence up front, something for him to work with, because right now... Sound a new striker, formerly of Watford. <laughs> what did you make of that when you heard of it last night? For me, I guess I've got a gamble worth taking. I'm not really... I'm not bothered about it. I'm, it's only coming for six months. He does the business, he does it. If he doesn't, I'm gone. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's... For me, it's... For me, it's for me, it's, like, it's like gamble worth taking. I'm not. How do you think Bruno did today? I think he done all right. He looks sort of pretty tidy on the ball here and there, but I expect a lot better for him. But we'll see what happens in the next few weeks, I would say he looks a player. What I saw of him, he looks a player. I think what's encouraging already is that he's barely been in the club five minutes, but you're already seeing how authoritative he is on the pitch. He must have had, one, must have had one training session, yeah. and then you know he's, he's he's in the team, so it's like. But I thought he did all right. I think, I think you, you could compile a midfield. Him, Fred, McTominay. I think that's a good midfield going forward. I don't think we'll ever see Pogba again. But for, for me, Fernandez showed enough today that I think going forward he'll be absolutely class for us. Why do you well, not think we'll ever see Pogba again? I, I think it's obvious. Do you not? Like, no, I'm asking you. You well, said it. <laughs> <laughs> like, but like he doesn't really want to play for us. He wants it. He wants a way. I think. I think. I think it's obvious. But when you look at what his agents come out and said, and let's be fair, his agent does all of Pogba's talking. That's that's what he does. But if you look at it at that point of view, I don't ever think you'll see him again. Based on there always be excuses on inverted commas injuries. Nah, not for me. I don't. I don't think you'll ever see him again. What have you made of this season so far? Uh, I would say, it's as I expected, start of the season, the, f the squad was pretty thin on the ground and it was going to be an up and down season. I think if we could get our best 11 out, which we've never really done, so we, apart, apart from the first game. For <laughs> me. And, and then moving on from there, it's like it's going to be up and down. So we, we've had some good moments, but we've had some shitty moments. What's been the worst moment? Uh, for me, it was... I Liverpool think, being fucking 19 points clear. No, no. <laughs> Quite a bit I would say Burnley, Burnley yeah. Burnley yeah, that was it, yeah. Did you come down Did you come down to the Burnley game? I did go down to the Burnley what game. What time yeah. did you get back home after Burnley at home? Uh, probably about three in the morning, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> it was absolutely dreadful, wasn't it? It wasn't good, was it? <laughs> Bad. I won't, listen, there's been a lot of low moments this season, but I think they were expected... Yeah. Going, going into the season with the squad that thin, I, mean, I think I think it was expected. It was dangerous. It was really, really risky to think that the amount of players that we that we got rid of. And don't get me wrong, it was it's needed that the clear out was absolutely needed. But you look at what we brought in to replace them, and and, and we, we made good signings, but we didn't make anywhere near enough. If you look at all his run last season and when he was good, uh, well, when he had that run of games where we were winning. Look at the squad he had, look at the players he had. And those players aren't there anymore for the most part. Pogba, like, injured, inverted commas. Herrera, sold. Lukaku, sold. Like, it's not the same spine anymore. And, and that, that's the big difference. Like, we've sold a lot of players, but we haven't replaced them. There's so, there's so much pressure as well. 
there's so much pressure on the, on, on the kids just now. I think the prime example being Dan James, who just looks burnt out. Uh, I think realistically, in any other squad, Dan James would come on for half an hour here or there. He'd make about 20 appearances in the season. Ever? I don't think that ever be the game. When we speak, he's got to go into there because otherwise it just gets lost. Is Oli Gunnar the right man to take the club forward? Yes. <laughs> I certainly hope he is, but we really don't know that. I don't think anybody knows that. I totally think she's full squad together, but she's happy with. We don't really know, do we? I don't think he is. But. What I'm basing that on is when you play the big games, Solskjaer looks as if he's tactically astute. He sets up for the big games to kind of stop what the, the other teams are doing and play on the counter, which is where we look best. But we are now in January, almost February, and we have played so many lesser teams and we just don't look as if we know how to break them down. And at a certain point, you, you need to... You yeah, need to show something different, and he, he isn't doing it. I know, but to, to, to be fair, you've got to have the players to break him down, and we haven't got him. I mean, Pereira? Oh, come on. Nah, I get you know, I, I mean, I you've that. got to have the players to break him down, so it's not going to work. Anyway, I, I hope, I'm, like, I'm a bit with Scott, I hope Paul is the man, and let's see another two transfer windows. If it ain't working after that, He's not going to get another. I don't think he will. I don't think he is going to get another couple of transfer windows. I think it's set up for pot. I think personally, and this is my opinion, I think, and Scott will agree with me as well, I think it's set up for him clear on the decks and somebody like Pochettino to come in, stamp his authority on the team because there is good young players there and go forward from there. Which, I don't young, which young players do you like? Well, obviously Rashford. Mar- well, I was going to say Marshall there, but... <laughs> a couple of a couple of weeks ago, I would have, but I just don't see it. I don't. You need to be better than like. Oh, Williams. See, Williams. Well, aye, but on Martial, my my biggest frustration, I think, with uh, I, I'd be lying if I said I, I didn't have concerns over Ollie. I think he's very slow to react to the way games are going. Um, I think that we've got a certain style of football that. It works against the big teams, it works against other teams. For me, though, my, my prime issue is that he's given so much time to guys like Pereira, so many games, and yet, why is guy, guys like James Garner not getting a chance when... He doesn't yeah. think he's ready. Yeah, well, I'm I, I don't think he's ready. I don't think he's ready. No. I, know, I know what you're saying, but he's limited. He's, he's, I mean, we've got... Three, we've got three midfield players, yeah, two or three midfield players but, out. But Mason so. Green was just a kid. You know, yeah, no, Dan James was just a kid. So I don't think he's ready to why, play why, why, every game. Why are they getting more chances than guys like Garner over over guys like Pereira? I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd rather see a kid come in and show effort and fail and get a chance to actually develop. Because how, how is Garner developing we, right now? If we didn't have the if we didn't have the injuries that we've got and we didn't have such a threadbare squad, Garner wouldn't even be. But Garner, I think Garner, injuries in Garner both possessions playing a league so, cup game. <laughs> Technically, you could try them both. Like he's trying, he's trying Greenwood, but why is he not trying Garner? So today at Old Trafford, there was some talk on the internet of a walkout after 68 minutes. Didn't really no, seem were. to happen from where I was. I've seen some footage of about 50 people, and I know some of them who went outside yeah. um, on the forecourt. What was your What was your take on that? Waste of time. I, I mean. Th- I, I, I completely get the sentiment behind it, but the only way that you're going to get guys like the Glazers and Woodward out is by hitting them in the pocket. And a walkout after 68 minutes, when you've already paid the money to get into the stadium, is going to prove nothing. I uh, well, I was one of the uh, few who did walk out. <laughs> <laughs> where, 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 where did you go? No, 
Uh, well, we, we, were out, we were outside for a bit and then we ended up in the Trafford. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be fair, it was what, about 100 outside. Okay. We were outside the Munich um, like. Memorial and um, we went there, we had a bit of a sing-song and all that. Got approached by the police. <laughs> what, what, what did the police do? No, they were, they, were, they were fine, really. They just had to make themselves known. They weren't like... To be fair... Three of, at least three out of five coppers were United fans, so... <laughs> and... Did you leave early? Yes, I was with Dave, yes. We went out. Oh, I think we've got to do something to get a stance against what's happening. The way the club's been running the last, last, last like, seven years, but it's been absolutely shambles, but honestly. Were you disappointed at how few people also left the ground? No, because that's something everybody will say, but... What's your choice? Do you want to walk out with the walk out? If you don't walk out, you don't walk out. I'm yeah. I said, totally said this on the way down. I think it's circumstantial to what's happening in the game on the pitch. It was now now. It was a time where we were on top as well. I thought that we were coming into the game. I thought we could win the game. So when I looked around the stadium, and I had every intention of leaving, but when I looked around the stadium, it was two, three, four people leaving. I think you've got... It will always boil down to that. It will always boil down to what's happening on the pitch. If we were winning 3-0, I think people would have left. If we were losing 3-0, I think the same. But because it was 0-0, it was tight. I think. What, what will success be for this season? Because obviously the league's gone long ago. And the la there's been a two or three seasons in, in recent years where April and May has just been absolutely awful. As we stand at the moment... Beat City the other night, but went out of the, the League Cup, still in the FA Cup. That Wolves away game looked really tough. Now, come through that, beating Tranmere, got a pretty favourable-looking game against Derby or Northampton. I went to Derby last night. Wayne Rooney was brilliant, but he's, he doesn't have the legs he used to have. He sat in front of their defence and sprayed the ball around. But if Manchester United cannot overcome that Derby team or Northampton, who are in the, the fourth level, then... <laughs> There's a major problem there. <laughs> and then obviously we've got the, the Europa League as well. Do you lads go to any of the European games? Oh, yeah. Yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been away. Yeah? I've so you're planning to go to Bruges? Yeah, but I'll... I'll... My missus doesn't let me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll just be straight up. Like, I would love to, but she just does not. These are the type well, of stories. <laughs> These is what we want. We don't want to talk it, about tactics. And see, see even... Why does that... she not let you? Well, I wouldn't. I've got to the stage now that I just don't even ask. Like, they're like, <laughs> so you to, to be fair, you used to do. Didn't you? Uh, no, I did. I, I used to. Like, you went to one or two, but, uh, but now it's like, nah, I'm not even going to rock the boat. I'll just, I watch it on TV and that's fine. And she might let me watch it. No, well, she will. <laughs> No, I paid 700 quid to go to Astana, minus 25 for a dead rubber. So, yeah, come hella high water. Great trip, though, that one. Oh, brilliant, I've got to say. So, oh, so how will you all get to, to Bruges? I suppose it helps getting flights from Glasgow, because it's not... Yeah, you're right, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going from Manchester. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm flying from Edinburgh, but what are you doing? Uh, Glasgow to Brussels and then train. Yeah, so, for this season, then, what would what would success be for you? I mean, I thought... Four, I, 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 Top four and a cup. A cup? Yeah, I would agree, yeah. Going to top four and a cup? That'd be absolutely fantastic. And he's going to get in the top four. I mean, every time Chelsea drop points, I do as well. I don't think we're consistent enough for top four, but I think we should start giving up the league. Like Mourinho did. He had all his faults, but he knew how he did that. And, and, and against the Ajax team as well. And he identified the way to get a big risk. And right. he paid he off. Mourinho did exactly what we knew Mourinho would do come in, play old football, win trophies, and bugger off after the third season. <laughs> Literally, you could have written that. 
So what's success for this season then? I don't. I mean, I, I think the fourth. I think the fourth is still up for grabs. Whether we actually deserve it is another matter entirely. But every team is just shockingly inconsistent just now. Thirty-five points after twenty-five, yeah, which games. is incredible, absolutely incredible. But yeah, we're only six points off the off, off four. It's bizarre. Okay, no, you shouldn't have said that. You're getting depressed now. There's a talk to. Sorry, I tell you what, I will get you more depressed if I tell you how many Liverpool have got. Oh, <laughs> Huh? So who are the characters on this bus then? Have you had any notable uh, trips? Have you ever rode down on the way back or anything like that? Mark Javis, big scouse boy out of the back. Mark Javis, going for scouse. A scouser? Scouser. Yes, a massive United fan on the bus for Glasgow. Are you going? It's in Birkenhead. A lad from Birkenhead who lives in Glasgow and travels with the Glasgow Reds. Brilliant. All the trips have been... Issue free of this, you know. Oh, no, never, never had a problem. <laughs> no comment. Never any fights or anything at all. It's all, it's all been smooth sailing for the last seven years I've been on the bus. Absolutely fine, nothing at all. We, we have our ups and downs, but mainly we have a good crack. What happens in Europe stays in Europe. <laughs> and do, do, I can recognise a few of you from the last time I was on, which is 13 years ago now. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. It's challenging, isn't it? Yeah. Charlton game. Sure. I mean, Alan Curtis. Alan, you should be a football journalist, mate, because I haven't got a fucking clue. I'm just nodding there. I think I was failing my exams 13 years ago. But do you bring new members through? Do you find new people get in touch with you? Yeah, it turns over all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm one of the best. They never said that, but I'm one And tell me about the other United supporters clubs in Scotland. There's only Standards. Oh, I know the Edinburgh Reds. Got got Edinburgh North. Reds, yes, with and, and the Aberdeen Reds. A well-known, the biggest top red you'll ever meet is uh, Peter Woods. <laughs> So there's a bit of a rivalry between the Edinburgh. Well, there wasn't. It wasn't, but there is now. And, and the Aberdeen Reds as well. I won't go into that, but I don't know. Is there, is the I, don't, I don't know. Are any of us? There's an Ayrshire branch. There's a lot of like, we we actually get quite a few lads from Ayrshire on our bus. So they'll, they'll come and travel like an hour to, to get on I the I think they travel about year. four to five times a year, right. if put they still this, do. Put it this way, we're the only Scottish brands that travel every week and don't have problems with getting people on. <laughs> <laughs> don't have problems with what, getting people in or yeah. on? on. <laughs> Both in, on. Well, they stay is another matter, but yeah. And do you ever stay over in Manchester? No, we don't really, no. Um... If it's a special occasion, something's going on. Again, I'm, I'm not allowed. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm there and back, and that's it. Um, how does Manchester compare to Glasgow? Because I can, I can see similarities. Well, very similar. Being a, being a, being a Manc, uh, I would say very similar. Uh, same kind of people. Friendly-ish. <laughs> Football mad. Like their drink. Football mad. A lot. Like the odd beer, you know. Two, five, six, six. Both cities which have done pretty, you know, been a lot of development in the last 30 years. I think, well, from, I live in the east end of Glasgow and I haven't seen no development. <laughs> <laughs> that is run down still. And if, if you see development, you're like... like That's you're the like, Celtics ground. Yeah. yeah. So but, I'm in Tor Cross. What did the Commonwealth Games do for Glasgow? Because it was perceived to be good for Manchester. Was it good for Glasgow? I was oh, on oh, TV. No, no. That was... That was on TV. No. I go down to Manchester quite a lot for work, and I think they are both pretty similar cities. The people are very similar, and it's just... Yeah, it's just... North England and Scotland and all the places are similar, but... 
I don't know, that's a whole, that's a whole other debate. But yeah, Manchester and Glasgow I think are pretty similar. Just same as a lot of places in North England and Scotland are pretty similar. The so, kebab shops are cheaper in Manchester, that's what I will say. So finally I'm going to ask which areas of the team you think need strengthening and, and maybe which which players you would you would happily see go. We've got a two-week break now, so the, the, ne- the next podcast from a match will be at Chelsea in a couple of weeks. In between then, I've done an interview with... Um, Michael Knighton, so we'll probably put that out as, wow. as, a, Jesus, as, as, as a podcast. Name drops. Um, so who would you who, who's who would you get rid of and who get would you rid like of to now. see come in? Yeah. Get rid of now. I don't think we can afford. Well, you can't get. I, I would say we we, we can't get rid of anybody now. Yeah. Right, we're too threadbare. Right, who would you like uh, to see come in? Jack. What areas? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not going into this player, that player, okay. but areas I still think another midfield player. It's probably a striker and no, maybe another centre half. I think right. I think a squad wins a title. I think that we should just improve in every area because well, we're not that deep. We aren't so that what, deep at all. New, new goalkeeper, centre half. Well, we're not goal. Right back. No, no, oh, not goal. But that's the thing. No, we like, said every oh, area. We do. We do need to improve in every area because we do. Because how many new players do you think they need? Well, we're not going to get that many new players in one window but I just think we need to keep adding because we keep we keep selling players which area most desperately needed I think we need I think we need a striker I think we need a central midfielder and I think we need a natural right forward because I think I think that's where Ollie well if we're going to stick with Ollie watching how he sets up his teams that's what we need a central midfielder and a right forward for me we need a penalty box striker somebody plays the one for 18 yard box we've got absolutely nobody who's how many times you get wide and put there's nobody hat in the box? Nobody there. I just for once I'd love to see somebody who can actually cross a ball. Yeah. <laughs> it would be lovely. It would be so nice. Uh, no, I, I would agree that striker uh, is probably the, the, the pressing concern because I just think Martial has just proven yet again today that he's just nowhere near consistent enough to, to, to be our That's regular a nice number way nine. Shite, to be <laughs> it really is. Lads, um, I think what Saf was saying about a right midfielder, I mean, Daniel James brought in for 18 million. No one really thought he was going to be a starter and he started pretty much every yeah, game. That, and I think I think he's been... He's, it looks, in the last few weeks, it was kind of burnt out. I think we really need another... We need someone to... A right midfielder uh, in place of him. Yeah, I definitely agree. We need a, a midfield player, a kind of a holding midfield player. Definitely. Uh, uh, Daniel James has definitely been burnt out. He's been played too often. Which players would you let go, if any? Uh, Herrera. Sorry, Pereira. Pereira. Sorry, Pereira. He, he listens to this podcast, by the way. Which one? <laughs> uh, Pereira. Sorry, Pereira. <laughs> all right, boys. Uh, thank you all for, for your time. Good luck with the branch. It's great that you've got a good, good vibrant branch going. And um, how long have we got to Glasgow now? Latest couple of hours still. We'll be there about midnight. It's going to get there about midnight. Yeah, we've still got a bottle of mad dog to drink. Andy, about two so hours. <laughs> however long that takes. Do you, do you actually, mad dog. Yeah. You can see. Oh yeah. That's not the official name for a bit. Twenty twenty, isn't it? You missed the Bailey's earlier as well. That's good. Thanks for your time, lads. It's post match after United have rather predictably drawn nil nil with Wolves in the league. Disappointing now around. Luckily. Um, there's plenty to talk about this week because um, there wasn't much to talk about the match-wise. Uh, with me, I've got the usual suspects. I've got Ant Shaw, I've got Anthony Bloom, and I've got Stu Edwards. Uh, first, we'll, we'll have a quick chat about the match. Um, and 
disappointing performance all round, disappointing game of football. But should we be surprised, um, having played Wolves already three times this season, and it kind of followed the same pattern? No, I, was, I thought it was in, entirely predictable. I, I think um, we weren't threatening at all. I think at half-time, I, I really wondered where a goal was going to come from. And, of course, it didn't. I've, like you say, absolutely no surprises. Blooming? Yeah, we, me and you said it before, mate. Um, it's just they're, they're a pain in the arse to play against. And when you've got no proper options up front, you know it's going to be difficult at the end of the day. And they play that certain way that frustrates teams. And uh, I knew it would be a difficult one today, but I, I don't think it would be that poor, to be honest. Stu, United are going to get a bit of stick for the way we play, especially because we're at home. I mean, considering the players Wolves have got, the position in the league and the football they're capable of playing, you know, should, should they get a bit of, bit of criticism for coming to Old Trafford and playing the way they've played? Because they, they, they seem to play that every single time they play against us. Yeah, fair point. Um, they, they came to they seemed to spoil the game, which, which suited us, I think, more than it did them. Um, they could have easily come and probably put a bit more effort in and, and gone away with a nick a 1-0 or 2-1 even you know they had chances but um, they certainly don't play well obviously I'm not seeing them play that many times but when you look at them at home against anybody they are a completely different side at home and for when, they, when we do come to Old Trafford again it's not it's not men behind the ball by no means but it, they, they do seem to play differently and it's, it is frustrating but at the same time um, you know I, I, copy the template yeah what Burnley did and you know, I mean, if you can stop, yeah, you, yeah, if you can well, stop United see, scoring... See, see I, I'd argue the way around. I'd argue other teams are copying the template that Wolves have done yeah, for yeah. two years against us, United. I think if you if you look, if you stop United from scoring, which they did, you always fancy yourself to nick one against us, don't you? No, the thing is, in terms, in terms of options, they've got... They've got better options up front than us, so. I just think I'm with the players they've got, I think I, I think yeah. they should have had a bit more of a go against us than they did. Yeah, and, yeah. and United, they'll get all the credit for coming to Old Trafford and getting a point, but you know there's not much between those two sides. As, no. as they've not many, proved anything. How many week. times have United made a clean sheet this season? Kept a clean sheet. There's not been many, but there has been a few in the last few weeks. I think there's so been I'd, six in the last I'd, nine. I'd games. argue that if they, you know they set up to stop us from scoring, and at the end of the day, United are the home team, and United are the team that are a big club. They should be. You know, at half time, I could I could tell we weren't going to score. So, do do we bring on another striker like we should have done, or do we just leave it until seventy minutes? But does yeah. anyone really seriously need to set up to stop a scoring nowadays? Because we're looking if we create two or three chances. And that's, See, that's why I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think United are there for the taking, and, yeah, and I'm yeah. surprised that a team of Wolves' quality yeah. does not come to Old Trafford. They didn't do it in the, in the cup game, home and away. Yeah. Why they don't have a bit more of a go against United? Because Again, I mean, they've scored. They've not scored actually in three games against us now, no, and yet they will be the ones who get all the credit for the way yeah. they perform. But they've got players to not have to play that way. They're not a bottom three team. No, that's what I mean. Because the way, like I said, the options they've got up top, you think, well, we've got a real chance to get three points here today. Because if they actually give it a go, proper go, we're not going to win this game. Because the options we've got today, I don't want to single people out, but I will do Martial for for a start. He's, he's, yeah. he, he's going to get an awful lot of stick in it. I mean, I find it pretty extraordinary though that we're talking about walls ruining a game at Old Trafford. I mean, it's well, I'm just going to come to that. I don't want people to think for one minute we're trying to defend United here because United should be doing better. But when you also look at the starting line today, Fernandez, I thought did okay first half, uh, fade a little bit. But I mean, normally again. Yeah, a new signing comes two days later. He's not normally in the first team. Yeah. He stinks of desperation that we've got to throw him in. You've got Dan James, who's... I mean, he's a young kid, but he's, basically he had three good games at the start of the season that's allowed him... Look, but he's, he's, he's had three or four good games at the start of the season that say enabled him to play 
for our first team for now for the next three or four months. Pereira, everyone knows, isn't good enough. You know, matters in and out. Should, should we be that surprised when you look at that team? No, but that this is what this is not what my problem is, and I don't. You know, I I, I see a lot of irrational criticism of Saltshire, but I, I actually think today that what are you waiting for? What would you have done, what, what you you done differently? Well, in, in, I think Martial is obviously, if we're relying on him to, you know, be a lone striker, he needs proper fall, proper wingers next to him, or play, like wingers who play high up the pitch. So Greenwood's been playing as a winger, for example, and he's going to be far more of a threat to their um, wide areas than Matter is. Martial so, will never be a striker as long as he's French. We, we, in fairness, we said that the other day when when Matter made the difference. Um, who was it we played? Was it Norwich? And we said he, he made the difference against tight defences. Greenwood was ineffective against City the other day, wasn't he? So, yeah, you know, would you have done much yeah. different when you seen that team this morning? Okay, so we started the so game and we didn't create anything first half. We didn't even look likely to score a goal at all. So, what do you do? Do you keep it the same until 75 minutes, like you did, or do you actually, you know, make, bring one of your forwards on off the bench no, earlier? Plumy, yeah. do, you, do you think he was thinking, well, you know, in the cup game we had to be patient and if we're patient now, our chance will come? Well, we said it before, didn't we? Uh, I, the way he approached it in that cup game, he brought Matter on, he had that option on the bench, but I'd, looking at it today, what are the proper options on that bench, really? Can you tell me? I, I, don't, I don't see a proper attacker on that bench. So he had, he had the strongest possible side he could put out and you think, basically, it maybe take time Let last stage of the second half and maybe we'll nick something then but it, I'll just go back to it again they're a fucking pain in the arse to play against at the end of the day the good news is as well we're very likely to bump into them again in Europa League so we might have to play them twice again that's a given isn't it yeah, we'll, we'll beat Bruges somehow and they'll beat Espanyol so that's going to happen in March or whenever so I can't wait for that <laughs> if anyone needs a couple of spares there's a few in this car right now um, I'm not going to go on too much about the game because there's not that much more to talk about and luckily there's been um, enough going on, on off the pitch this week um, we'll start with the two new signings Fernandez and Igalo what did you make of them um, Fernandez obviously is someone we could have bought last summer for probably less money uh, Igalo stinks of desperation but you know someone better than probably we've got I think um, I, I, I was actually quite encouraged by his um, performance today I think it's obviously getting a lot of space in that um, in those pockets, you know, number, in the number ten area, and I think he looks quite. A few balls didn't come off today, where I thought that was actually a really clever pass. That, and I think, um, you know, with the right players and the right runners, I mean, when you've got Marshall and Daniel James to work with, it's really difficult. And that's not really a criticism of them, because we, we know the level that of players that they are. Um, I think we could have done with another another player to the right of him today, and I just think we was. I don't actually know why Pereira was on the field and Matter and well, we've been set up yeah. for weeks, haven't we? But yeah. Blue me, we've um, you know we, four days ago we probably all thought we weren't going to sign anyone. Yeah. Um, they somehow managed to sign two players and fans are still quite underwhelmed. But are you happy with what we've done in the window? You've, you've got to be realistic about it. I mean, last night when it was announced that he was like Igalo was coming in, you've just got to be realistic about it. No one, he's he's a good option for. A, maybe a couple of months here and there. I, I would have been more annoyed if we had signed Josh King for £30 million, to be honest. So it's that's the better option. We'll see how it works out. But obviously we've got two weeks now until he comes in. And But he might he might work out, you never know. But it, it's a better option than having no one in there. So just have to see what happens. So 
Stu, happy with know It's a notoriously difficult winner to buy players. I've no idea, if I'm being honest, mate. I, I, I don't know enough about, you know, I'm not competent, I'm not qualified to talk about either of them. I'm, regarding... If he used to stop you. No, regarding, <laughs> regarding Fernandez, what I will say is, and I wasn't going to, I wasn't genuinely going to speak about him until at least next August, because I, I just think it's... There's no point in talking He's about here for three or four months yeah. now. He's got a bed in, settling, all the yeah. rest of it. And he's, he's not going to have, he's not yeah. going to have a consistent partner in midfield, by all accounts, because if Pogba comes back, he's... So he's got to settle down. So until next season. Yeah. But what I would say today is, and what I did say a couple of times, and it's not a shock really, surprise, you know, considering he was captain in at Sport in Lisbon, that he's a talker. Mm. He wasn't yeah. scared. And that, that, that was we we said yeah. before it was he was having to go at Dan James in he, the first. He was talking as well to Juan Bazaka early on in the first yeah, half. Yeah. I saw him three or four times. <laughs> he obviously speaks very good English, which helps. Um, so you know that's good to see. But he's a, he's a you know a talker and a leader on the pitch. So that that, that can yeah. do him no harm. No, there's no point in having a proper opinion about him because no. it's, it's like, like I said, it's yeah, it's fair. in the last few if months of the season now. Yeah. If he'd scored a natural today, I'd have yeah. still been of the same opinion. I've no exactly. idea. Yeah, there's no so. point. I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult to pass judgment on someone who's been in two days. Yeah. I, I thought there was enough there to be encouraged by it yeah, at least today. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's got, obviously, he's got big shoes to fill with that number on his back, hasn't he? What is it? Number 18? He was yeah, last number 18 last summer, was it? Was it young? Your mate. Was it young? All that, all that one. All right, yeah. I forgot about him, yeah. Um, There's enough talk about football. We're going to move on now, finally, to off the pitch because we were obviously, um, you know, there's a lot of talk. As, as fans, we, we get a lot of lads come up to us and want to talk about the general feeling around, around the ground. Um, and a lot of people were talking about the planned protest that was meant to be happening around 58 minutes, 68 minutes, whatever it was. A lot of people laughed and joked about it, discussing you know what, what the state of the match was. But I mean, listen, United couldn't have put a performance out there that would make you want to swerve a match more than we actually did today, and yet nobody did. So I did. What did you? You, you did go. I did. What? I, mate, I, I, again, like you just said, I had plenty of conversations. You know, in the three hours before the game, whilst we were selling, about are you going out? Aren't you going out? And whatever reasons, and it's your, you know, everybody's own choice, obviously. And I said a couple of times to some lads, you know, some lads who have been going for years and years and years, I said, you know, you've got to, you can't decide whilst you're in the game. You, before you go through that turnstile, you've got to decide whether you are going out in the 68th minute. Yeah, because the game influences yeah, yeah. Whether we're winning 5-0 or losing 3-0, you can't, you can't decide. You can't start turning around and seeing if, if, if you know, people are leaving the ground for you to decide. So I went, and I must admit, as I walked out, I didn't see anybody leaving, but I, I stuck to my guns and I left. Um, and we we got asked a lot, didn't we, on the way here? Um, what was your thoughts were that you know you was going to go no matter what? And, and you you pretty much reiterated what Stu just said there that you should, you forget what there's a lot of infighting going on between Manchester United fans at the minute. And your opinion was, do what you want to do, don't judge anyone else, and, and stick to your guns. Yeah, exactly. And I, th- I think it's I think it's quite sad in a way um, when you see the ground and like the, pe- the people that can't leave. And there's probably a lot in the ground that want to leave, but they just can't. And that just shows how exploited, how easy it is, is to exploit a football club. You know, I think that's a bit of a shame. Um, I obviously left, and I won't criticise anything for staying, but that is why um, football clubs are so, you know, are getting shafted, really, by um, businessmen, because they know, they know the loyalties and, the you know, the tribalism involved in football. It's a really good... It's a profitable business, isn't it? I think, unfortunately, the... Especially at United, the fan base is too split. So you're going to have that issue every time. Anything like like today, organising a, a walkout or anything like that. There's a lot of people who don't know 
about it. There's a few that will obviously do it. And it's there's it's interesting to yeah. hear that because, because twi Twitter sometimes sounds yeah. louder than it actually is because, yeah, exactly. but because yeah. it's not yeah. actually got to the, you know, it, it's probably it's a small fan base. It's, yeah, it's, it's basically that bit online who've, who've organised it this week, which is fair play. And I, I fully support that. But again, it's not getting to the masses. And unfortunately, it's, it's split again. Everyone's going to have a go at each other and it... Unfortunately, the way it is, it's it's going to stay the same for I, the foreseeable. I never criticise anyone for staying as well. The, on, the only thing that I don't get is, is like we, there were some people saying you can't leave, you know, you, you judging other people. Yeah, yeah you, you can't you can't leave the ground. Um, you need to support the team through thick and thin. And okay, if that's the case, but I, is is it not is it not at times better to, to make a stance at some point? How bad would it have to get before they did? Do we, are we just saying that? Okay, so if they started selling the naming rights, if they started selling, you know, if it got really real, how, how far would it have to be before they did actually do something? These people, you do know. Do you know what gets me as well? Mm. I've seen it today. You still see lots of people, pre-match especially, wearing the golden green scarves. Yeah. And you, yeah, you yeah. see young, I say you kids, you see something like teenagers wearing it as well. Yeah. And I think. Well, they don't do, know what it do means. Do you realise what it is? Mm. Why, why are you wearing it? And they don't know for what me, it means. anyone with that scarf on in the ground today should have <laughs> left. Mm. And they didn't. Well, they I won't, they, like I said, they won't know what it means. I saw loads of them, like you said before, but the majority of them won't know what it means and they'll stay in there because at that point, when it got to the 68th minute, it was fairly, like, in the balance, that game, so no-one's going to walk out. It was, but by the same rule as well, it's probably the most miserable, boring game. I mean, it was, ten, minutes, 10 minutes in, you could have put lunch yeah, yeah. your mortgage on a nil-nil yeah. today. Yeah, but, uh, again, we, we were watching it and it was like, at that point, it was end-to-end. -end. It was like, we were saying, no one's going to fucking walk out here, are they? If I wanted to in the mag after the game, <clears throat> I'd have been home before the final or so. And I'm reliably informed that Edward wasn't in his usual seat today. Um, him or the Glaciers are not going to be particularly worried about today's protest, are they? No, definitely not. Um, and this is it, and this is, what, this is why it is such a shame. You know, you can, you can come in, you can buy. I mean, my... my Personal feeling is is that the FA are to blame for it, you know, for everything. I think they should protect. Letting it happen. Yeah. yeah, I think they should protect the history of these football clubs, and it's not just United as well. You saw what happened with Bury. You know, these um, other football clubs like currently struggling. Um, ones you know going into administration every week, and you know, I, I think um, the football league has to do football league and the Pre uh, the Premier League, and also the FA has to do more about who's allowed to. You know, there's this fit and proper person test. It can't be can't be very good, can it? I'd love to know what the questionnaire is for it because yeah. it's. Um, well, has it has it changed a little bit since since then? I think we were the reason why it's changed, but it's, well, still, it's still not good. I mean, and the, the base the base of like me and you walking into the Barclays Bank and saying, "Can you lend me five billion pounds by yeah. Tesco?" Because here's what their profits yeah, they we, make, and I can pyramid, easily pay it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're going down the pyramid, if that fit and proper person thing still stands, look at Oldham Athletic; they're in the shit now. They only had a new owner last year. Yeah. And look at the state of them now. They're going. How's he, how's he got away with that, taking should, over them? It's bollocks. You, you mentioned clubs like them. Yeah. Should, should then at least we thank ourselves looking for what we have got? Because well, maybe, I'm, I'm pretty sure Oldham Athletic would love to be fishing. You can say that, though, but nobody's um, took, took profited from a football club anywhere near the amount the Glazers have with United. Spot on. Not, in, not even in world football, is it? I, I can't no, think no, of one. I agree. So, 
that's my point. It's um, how, how many other football clubs would supporters allow it though? And that's why when when I saw um, a, you know a, a lot of City and Liverpool fans taking it, um, you know, criticizing United fans because the fifth and the protesting, but this is what they don't get, you know. They've literally. The only thing United fans want is to spend their own revenues and to have that available to them, not for it to go to their family. It's yeah, a very fair more, point. United more than anyone else makes more money than anyone else over here, and because of them in being in charge, it's it's it stops us from spending that revenue that we make. And the thing is, it was Liverpool. You saw Liverpool a few years ago with the other with the other two Americans that are in charge, and that's. That's why I say to them fair play in that respect. Because we say we all say Liverpool are a cult, but they, they, they when, they, them, when they? they were in charge, they they protested every week to get them out. Yeah. So when it comes down to revenue and obviously off the field, and we you know we all we all know you need obviously partners off you know we can go on about twenty partners United have currently got and bring money in, apart from the main kit sponsors and and you know uh, suppliers, but. It was only probably five, six, seven years ago, Anfield used to have the old wooden advertisement boards around the ground advertising local taxi companies. And they've still, you can argue, they've not won the league for 30 years, but they've they've managed to come out of that. And, you big know, clubs always will, won't they? Yeah, they yeah. have to run right. They've come out of that and won the fucking European Cup last year. They're going to win the league this year and probably next year. So they've survived, really, without having that, that massive corporate you know, uh, yeah. aspect behind them for like 30 years. Right, cheers lads, we're going to wrap up with that. We're, we're not, as tradition is, we'll somehow have to find a man of the match for United today. I can't think of too many people that were great. But I've got one, actually. Go, go on, um, he was getting a lot of grief, I noticed. Um, I reckon Luke Shaw, I reckon he had a good game, mate. Luke Shaw, interesting choice. I'm going to go from the first half, Maguire. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'll, I'll yeah. change his mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going Maguire as well, so Stu, do you, want, do you want to get involved? But I mean, sad we've got a bigger centre half on towards. Yeah, you're gonna cheat. I won't get involved because I only saw 68 minutes, so I'll, I'll, I'll duck out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much for everyone for listening. We're all off now to hope that Odi Nagalo brings back coronavirus with him and uh, you know puts this league puts this league season to bed, uh, and, we, and we all retire. Uh, with Liverpool still stuck in 18, it's not looking like it's going to happen. Uh, things can only get better. We've got a 16-day break now until Chelsea away, and somehow we're still in with a chance of of finishing in that top four. So, you know, maybe all's not lost. Um, let's hope we get a couple of players back fit, uh, the new signings settling and whatnot, and you know, things just pick up a little bit. But thanks very much for listening. Thanks to everyone who bought the mag today, and uh, we'll speak to you soon. <laughs>